nine o'clock, it's a little bit later. But if you're one of the early birds that gets out of bed and trains at like five, six in the morning, seven, um, there's not really much point in you getting up and consuming food because that's just not gonna have time to really digest. And like I said, as long as you actually make sure that you've eaten a good meal the night before, you're gonna have plenty of glycogen stored to go and train first thing in the morning, which is gonna make that session optimal. What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. So on today's episode, this is actually filmed as a podcast. So you might have heard that a lot of the uh, recent episodes have been coming from YouTube as well because that is a platform that I am really, really looking to grow at the moment or just looking to get some really good content out there. I'm not even too uh, worried about growing the channel. That would be nice. But to be honest, I just love expressing longer form content and I actually enjoy um, you know, being on video and just giving as much value as I can. Um, equally with the podcast as well, it's another platform that I enjoy the most, just again with that longer form content to be able to actually educate you guys well enough rather than like a 45 second reel, which don't get me wrong, I think they're useful as well, but you know, that's why I'm a massive fan of podcasts, that's why I like YouTube and that's why um, I think that they're great platforms to really educate as much as possible. So if you haven't already, please head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel. I would massively, massively appreciate it. I really would. Tell you what, if you go over, subscribe to the channel, and then just send me a DM showing that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, I will send you a free uh, diet plan tailored towards like you in terms of your weight. Um, I'll actually give you a diet plan um, that we've got at FitLab that's a bit more specific than just a generic one because it would mean a lot to me for you to go and do that. So go subscribe. Um, drop me a message and I'll do that. I've got my uh, promise on that. Um, so what I wanted to speak about today is what you should eat, mainly pre-workout, but also post-workout as well. So basically your peri-workout nutrition. Peri-workout nutrition stands for pre-intra, so whilst you're training, and post-workout. So they're like your biggest windows around your training session. Now, this is a really important time to make sure that you are on top of your nutrients or you're consuming the right nutrients to fuel your workout and to fuel performance, to make sure that you feel good in the gym, to make sure you can lift decent weights, to make sure you've got a lot of energy, um, to really ensure that you're gonna be in the most anabolic state for your training session, which essentially means your body is gonna be primed and ready to start building muscle and getting stronger. Now, obviously when you train, that is a catabolic process. So people don't always realize this, like, Throughout an entire course of a day, you are going to go through what we will call anabolism and catabolism, okay? This is basically your body growing muscle and getting stronger and then breaking down muscle as well. And obviously, uh, well, not getting weaker, but <laughs> essentially breaking down muscle to grow back stronger. Um, but the way that we want this to look is across the course of a day to ensure that we're progressing. We just want to make sure our body's in more of an anabolic state. So catabolism is part of the process like you can't not be in a catabolic state and i used to be this gym bro that used to fear going catabolic and think that if i didn't have my protein shake post-workout i'd be losing all my muscle you want to be in a catabolic state that is normal that is how that's what happens every time we go to the gym and train you know if we've not eaten over the course of a night we're going to be in a catabolic state because our body's is not going to be in a fed state it's going to be in a um non-fed state so obviously you just need to make sure that across the course of a day, you are in more of an anabolic state than a catabolic state. So the goal of your pre-workout and your post-workout nutrition is to try and promote as much anabolism as possible 
but during a time of cataclysm whilst you're training, okay? So that is basically kind of like a rough overview in terms of how we build muscle. We just need to be in a positive balance throughout the course of 24 hours to ensure that we are building muscle and getting stronger. That's important, okay? Now, our pre-workout nutrition is going to massively dictate that. Your pre-workout nutrition is roughly going to come in, unless you train fasted, which I will cover, about 90 minutes before would be a good window. But again, it's going to be so dependent on what you consume and your work schedule. So it's impossible for me to just give you a ballpark on that. I would say a lot of our clients would be aiming for about 90 minutes before. But if you are super busy and you're not able to eat 90 minutes before, you know, maybe your pre-workout meal will come from your lunch, which might be like two hours before, which is absolutely fine. It just means you're probably going to be able to have a bigger pre-workout meal rather than if you are able to eat, you know, a little bit beforehand, it's going to be potentially a smaller one. Or it might fit in with you that, you know, you have your lunch and then you're going to train at like six o'clock or something like that. So, you know, potentially um, one o'clock you have your lunch, you're training at 6 p.m. after work, you know, you then might want to have a sort of pre-workout snack. Even though I'm not a massive fan of snacks, but in this instance, this would work well. You would want to have that about an hour before, but you'd want to have something a lot lighter. So you wouldn't want to have a huge, great big meal because that's not going to digest within uh, that time frame. So your pre-workout window kind of is dependent, obviously, on your lifestyle, your situation, and when you actually like to train um, as well. Now, your pre-workout meal, if you are training first thing in the morning in a fasted state, is going to be the night before. So this is where you need to be making sure you're actually fueling your body before you go to bed with a decent meal because that's going to sit on you overnight and then that's going to give you the energy that you need in the morning to be able to train. I actually wouldn't recommend that you really eat much first thing in the morning if you're training within the first one to two hours of the day. We definitely don't recommend that for our clients. Um, potentially like a piece of fruit or something like that. Maybe if they're pushing their training session back to like eight, nine o'clock, it's a little bit later. But if you're one of the early birds that gets out of bed and trains at like five, six in the morning, seven, um, there's not really much point in you getting up and consuming food because that's just not gonna have time to really digest. And like I said, as long as you actually make sure that you've eaten a good meal the night before, you're gonna have plenty of glycogen stored to go and train first thing in the morning, which is gonna make that session optimal. You're then just gonna wanna make sure you get a decent post-workout feed in more or less straight after or within an hour or so of your session. I'm gonna cover post-workout in a bit more detail uh, later on in the podcast. So in terms of what to actually eat pre-workout, now, essentially you're gonna to wanna to have a mix of all three macronutrients, in my opinion, okay? So you're gonna to wanna to have probably moderate to high carbohydrate, you're gonna to wanna to have high protein, and you're gonna to wanna to have, I'd say, small to moderate amounts of fat. But again, this is gonna be dependent on obviously your goal and how many calories that you've actually got to use as well. And obviously your dietary preferences as well. Um, you know, you might not like training on a bigger meal. You might not like training on a more of a higher carb meal, more of a higher fat meal. There's gonna be obviously independence in there as well. But I'm obviously gonna give a bit of an overview of what I would recommend. Now, the reason why carbs are so important to have pre-workout. Now, I learned with this that I do really respond better from carbs pre-workout. Now, I went into a keto for six weeks and I will actually do a video just to review my entire process of, of keto. Um, I've done one on my YouTube, which will be coming out pretty soon, but I'll probably do a separate one for the podcast to summarize that. But what I found is that although I actually found the ketogenic diet pretty effective and it definitely doesn't deserve the stick that it gets because I think that actually is quite a well put together diet. Again, I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but now that I'm back into my training completely after six months of rehab with my pec tear, 
Um, I'm now able to really train hard and I'm enjoying my training and I'm getting back into a lot of more endurance work. I'm doing a lot of intervals, um, which I really, really enjoy. So like working at a decent pace for like four, 600, 800 meters. Um, and of course, just training in general, like, you know, smashing leg days and smashing big movements in the gym, which I absolutely love. This is for me gonna require that I have a decent amount of energy and I'm obviously fueled for that workout. Now, what I found with keto is that whilst I felt okay in the gym and I was obviously training off, off just fat, I felt all right in the gym, but the pumps weren't as good. And I wouldn't say I had a huge abundance of energy. I wouldn't say I was like really like performing super good. Um, so since obviously having that kind of you know green tick from the doctor that, yep, you can go back to training now, which was amazing, um, I decided to bring in carbs pre and post-workout, which is essentially why I think that it's an important thing to do because having trained off purely fats, I definitely wouldn't say that my workouts were anywhere near as effective as they are now, that I'm really fueling my workouts um, with carbohydrates. But carbohydrates pre and post workout for me is the only time that I consume them at the moment. So I'm more or less having my pre and post workout meal with about 60 to 80 grams of carbohydrates, but then for the rest of the day, I'm, I'm not eating any carbs. And I'm not saying that's what everyone should do. Again, it's gonna be so dependent on, on you and your lifestyle. Um, but that really does work for me because I actually enjoyed the high fat, high protein approach. But I just realized that around my training, it wasn't gonna be optimal to not be having carbohydrates. So the reason why we need carbohydrates with our pre-workout is because our body's most efficient and easiest to access fuel source is glucose. And glucose, comes from carbohydrates, comes from glycogen, which is what we eat when we, when we eat carbohydrates, okay? So that's why we need to have carbs in our diet because it's our body's quickest and most efficient fuel source and it's the preferred fuel source for our body as well. A lot of people will say that um, when you're fat adapted, your body prefers using fats, but I think from the science out there in literature, we can definitely say that glucose has is, is, is always been the fuel source over the years that our body prefers to use the most, right? And I would say having my experience, would be I train better off carbohydrates than I did fats. So I will say, and I would prefer to have a high pro, a high carbohydrate meal uh, pre-workout to really fuel performance. Um, so we need to be making sure we're getting in a decent amount of carbohydrates. So we've got a decent amount of glycogen to fuel that workout, which is gonna give us more energy, better pump, just gonna train way better, way better performance if we are ensuring we're having that. Now, in terms of how many carbs to have, it's a bit of a ballpark. Again, this is going to be phase dependent how many calories you've got. So please don't take this as the absolute um, golden rule of thumb here. But generally what we want to focus on is about one gram of carbohydrate per kilo of our body weight around that pre-workout. Okay, so roughly for me at the moment, I'm about 88, 89 kilos. I'm slowly probably creeping back up again. Now I'm training and I'm in a slight surplus. I'm roughly having about 80 grams of carbohydrates pre-workout. Okay, so that gives me a really decent amount of um, energy to be able to perform really well, that's working really well for me. So that's roughly what you want to be thinking about. That's going to give you lots of energy. It's going to give your body lots of glycogen. You're going to get a good pump. You're going to train hard. Now, the quality of carbohydrate that you have is going to become really important, okay? So you can't just go in the gym and, and train off you know, crap quality food because it doesn't work like that, okay? You need to make sure you're eating good, unprocessed, whole foods, especially around pre and post workout windows. This is why I'm just not a massive fan of smashing like lots of sugary cereals, which I used to do this quite a lot, like Cocoa Pops and stuff, pre and post workout. These just got no minerals in them, they've got no vitamins in them at all, no micronutrients. So your body's then got to go and grab micronutrients when you have these foods 
which obviously is not what you want to do from other parts of your body to try and make up that imbalance. So essentially, we want to have good quality carbohydrate sources um, within that pre-workout. So for me, uh, my pre-workout meal, which I absolutely love, is oats, but I have gluten-free rolled oats, okay? So I don't just have the shit instant oats, um, which are not great at all, by the way. They're completely different in terms of um, on the glycemic index, which is essentially how uh, fast your body absorbs that carbohydrate and utilizes that carbohydrate. So if there's a carbohydrate that's got a very high GI, okay, that essentially means that your body's insulin is going to spike really quickly and then it's going to drop really quickly. It's going to feel shit. So ideally, we want to make sure we choose foods that have more of a, a lower GI, like more of our whole grains, more of our complex carbohydrates. They have less of an effect on our blood sugar. So with oats, with good quality oats that I have, so that um, the gluten-free rolled oats, they are a lot better than the instant ones because they have a lot less effect. Um, they have a lot like lower GI in terms of like my body's not literally going to spike and then crash, which is not what we want when we train. Okay, so that's what I have pre-workout. And the reason why I have gluten-free is because gluten is not really something that we want to be having too much of and it causes a lot of problems with people's stomachs and digestion and wheat is just something that we want to avoid in general. Too much bread is something that we want to avoid in general. And it's not to say that you need to literally ban these foods, but I definitely wouldn't be consuming like too many of them because it's just going to lead to, again, like a lot of inflammation. And definitely around workouts, you don't want to be in an inflamed state, which is why I choose to use gluten-free um, because I just don't want an inflamed gut. And I definitely found that having too much gluten did lead to that. A little bit so if i can ever find an option of food that doesn't really taste any different and is going to be gluten-free like i will always opt for that i don't really eat much bread anyway to be honest because like i said my carbs are pretty much pre and post um but i would always choose an option that's going to be gluten-free rather than having something that's potentially going to cause inflammation and um that is one thing we want to avoid as much as possible if we're in in, in flame state within our body we're not going to be building muscle, we're not going to be losing body fat, and our body's just not going to be where it wants to be at all. Generally, we get inflamed from eating crap processed foods, which is why we obviously want to avoid that as much as possible. Um, so essentially, that's why I have, have gluten-free rolled oats um, for my carb source, and that works really well. But other carb sources that you could have um, would be things like sweet potatoes. Um, that would work really well. Obviously, rice would be fine as well. Typically, you want to go for sort of like I think basmati rice, wild rice is going to be a better option rather than just sort of white rice. Um, quinoa is obviously really good. You don't get me wrong, you can have like whole grains, like whole grain wraps a lot of our clients will have. Um, I say whole grain because again, we're thinking about that glycemic index in terms of foods that aren't going to have as much of an effect um, in terms of like spiking up our blood sugar too much. So whole grain is going to work better than like white wraps, which are not going to be quite so good at all. Um, so they're good options as well. I probably wouldn't have things like bagels. Bagels are very like processed artificial foods. And I'm not saying, I'm not hating on bagels. I'm not saying you don't have them. Again, like you can consume them in your diet, but I don't think they're particularly brilliant in terms of like, you know, a pre and post workout food. Um, a lot of people have cream of rice, which I, I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of because I think it's quite processed. But if your body digests, cream of rice well, um, that would not be a bad option. Even just having some fruit and some yogurt, guys, would be a great pre-workout. Um, again, you're gonna get some good carbs if you're having if you're having bananas or apples or something like that, which again, like they are higher in carbohydrates in terms of fruits. Um, yogurt has a bit of carbs in it as well, depends obviously which one you have, but that's, that's like a good um, 
pre-workout meal that you could look to consume as well in terms of that carbohydrate source. So like these are the bigger ones, but potatoes obviously going to be really good. Pasta is okay, um, but the only thing with pasta is I don't think it's a great food for fat loss because the volume that you get with pasta just isn't that great in terms of if you compare that to like potato, you're going to be a lot more filled in terms of like 200 calories worth of potato versus 200 calories worth of pasta. Um, so I probably wouldn't have too much of that, but it's, you know, for a, um, for a carb source before you train, obviously that's not, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So it's going to depend on, um, obviously like when you eat your foods, if it's the night before, then, you know, you probably are going to maybe have something more like potato, um, or rice. They're going to be great carb sources before you go to bed. You know, maybe some yogurt and some fruit before you go to bed as well. It's just like a little bit of a top up, um, which a lot of our clients will do. These are going to be really good. Uh, carb sources which are going to sit on you again overnight which is going to work pretty well so that's generally like what i would go for but you need to choose foods that obviously digest really well this is the key element you know we all have those foods that we know that make us feel a bit bloated and then we have foods that we know that digest really well they sit really well with us you know we don't get any inflammation we feel good after them so you need to be choosing those types of foods and that's why i have my my oats um because they feel good. I don't get any problems. They digest well. Um, they've got lots of fiber in them and that works really well for me as a pre-workout. I normally have them about 90 minutes to an hour before because, uh, sorry, two hours before because obviously I'm eating quite a high volume of oats. I have 100 grams, which is quite a decent amount. So I want to make sure that does fully digest um, before my training session. So that's why we need carbohydrates and that's why it's important to make sure you're consuming them um, in your pre-workout meal because it's going to massively help in terms of that performance, which is a huge element to your training. Um, the second, obviously, without a shadow of a doubt, is protein, okay? We need to make sure we're getting in protein as a, as a pre-workout. And I would even argue that protein pre-workout is gonna be more important than protein post-workout. In some instances, again, please, if you're fasted, like, I'm not saying that you're gonna like ruin all your progress because you can't have a pre, pre-workout protein source. You really, really won't. But the reason why protein is, is great pre-workout is that if you get it in pre-workout, you don't need to have it post-workout so quickly. Like your body has, your body's still using the protein that you would have had pre-workout to repair and help you grow and recover post-workout. So this is why like people that like run to their locker to get their protein shake in post-workout to get their shake down, it, like, it's just a complete waste of time. It's a complete myth. If you have had a meal within like three hours um, of you, you know, finishing your session for that pre-workout, you, you don't need to go and rush and have a protein shake straight away. It's just, it's just not really going to have any more effect because your body will use um, the amino acids that you would have intaked or had pre-workout and it's going to utilize them as a post-workout for recovery. Uh, but the reason why protein is so important, so kind of going back to my analogy at the start where I talked about in terms of um, anabolism and catabolism and why it's so important that we uh, stay in more of an anabolic state throughout the course of a day so that we actually grow and build muscle and look better. Well, protein is what drives anabolism, okay? Amino acids with, within our blood stream is what drives anabolism, okay? So we need to be making sure that we're getting in protein as a pre-workout meal. Now, in terms of what protein source to really drive anabolism to make sure that we are um, within that muscle protein synthetic state, which is really what grows muscle tissue, and drives hypertrophy, you need to be getting in a complete protein source, okay? You need, this is a protein source that contains all essential amino acids. Without that, you haven't got what you need to be able to grow muscle. You haven't got all the building blocks that our body needs to grow muscle, okay? There's a difference between incomplete protein source 
and a complete protein source. Incomplete protein sources will just be like, you know, like wraps or like bread's got a lot of, sometimes bread's got a lot of protein in it, but the type of protein in bread is nowhere near as effective as a protein from like a chicken breast. Um, or even whey protein has got is a complete protein source as well. So we need we need a complete protein source and it needs to be within that pre-workout meal. Generally, you want to be having about um, 0.5 per kilo of, of grams in terms of that protein source. So again, like roughly if you're an 80 kilo guy, you roughly want to get about 40 grams of protein in um, for that pre-workout meal. Again, rule of thumb, like between 30 and 40 really would be fine. You can get away with a little bit less, obviously, if you're a little bit lighter. But that just gives you an idea in terms of how much you need. Um, trust me, your body can absorb like whatever protein you put in it. There's that myth in terms of like body can only absorb 30 grams at a time or something like that, which is really isn't true. Um, your body will absorb however much protein you consume. It's just going to take a little bit longer, um, depending obviously on how much you have. Like you could like, literally have two meals per day and get all your protein source in through two meals of two huge like intakes of protein. You'd be absolutely fine. But it's important that you aim to get that in. So. In terms of the quality of that food, it's going to be, if you are obviously someone who eats meat, um, any kind of meat, you know, chicken, um, beef, obviously tuna is, is a good, easy protein source. If you're at work, you just grab a tin of tuna. Um, eggs, like the king of protein sources, they are probably like one of the best foods you can eat um, for building muscle. Obviously for your health as well, like fantastic. Um, and then obviously like whey protein is absolutely fine as well. Vegan protein, absolutely fine. I sometimes think that whey protein gets quite a lot of stick, but for most people, it's very convenient. It's very easy. And if you get a good quality whey protein source, maybe not so much whey concentrate, but go for like a more of a premium, like a whey isolate or something like that, which is a much cleaner, um, better quality of whey protein, you're not going to get the digestion problems that a lot of people talk about. Um, and, you know, again, it's a fantastic, convenient way of getting in more protein within your diet. So you want to aim to get that in pre-workout. Um, as I said, if you train fasted, you just need to make sure you get a decent amount of protein before you go to bed. You know, really ensure before you go to bed, you're getting in like 30, 40 grams. You know, maybe you're having some Greek yogurt, some phage, some protein inside of that as well, some whey protein, um, and then a really good um, like evening meal, which consists of a good complete protein source, okay? So um, some fish in there, get some meat in there. Um, make sure you're having these. Obviously, if you're vegan and vegetarian, there are other options as well in terms of how to how to get more complete protein sources in there. Um, but you just need to be making sure that you're consuming these types of foods and more of these types of foods. So that's why we need protein pre-workout. And like I said, it definitely drives better performance and it will stop you from necessarily having to get a protein shake in right away after you train, okay? And then the last macro that I think is really important in terms of your pre-workout meal is of course fat. Now, the reason why fat is so important is that what fat does is it slows down the digestion of food. So when we consume fat, it slows down how quickly we will consume or absorb carbohydrates, protein, which is massive. Now, if we go back to what I said in terms of how our body's response from consuming carbohydrates and that insulin spike and this like huge crash and huge um, spike in blood sugar which is obviously quite detrimental, especially around performance, is that if we don't have any fat source in there and we consume a carbohydrate source, which is really high GI, what happens, like Cocoa Pops, for example, if you consume those, like maybe for the first 30 minutes of your workout, you're gonna feel great because you're gonna have this huge spike in energy and then you're just gonna crash and you're gonna plummet like lower than where you were at the start. 
So you can feel absolutely terrible. You're going to feel hungry and our cravings. You even, might even feel a little bit faint. Um, I've experienced this before and it's not great. So that's why, one, that's not really a great carb source to have before you train. Like, you know, cereal is just not ideal, to be honest. I just wouldn't really have it at all. I think there's much better things you could be eating. And two, if we don't have a fat source in there and we don't slow down the digestion of food, then it just means that like, you are going to experience more highs and lows of energy throughout the day. And this is why, for me, again, having gone through um, that ketogenic state, I felt good. My energy has actually been really good because I've been really stable. My body's become fat adapted now, so I am actually using fat as an energy source, which is good. But obviously where I'm not consuming as many carbs and I'm very select now in terms of the carbohydrates that I do consume, um, my energy is not crashing. My insulin is not all over the place. Obviously, I control insulin pretty well anyway um, as I've been training for a long time. But, you know, I don't have these massive crashes that I would have had before anyway, which is good. It makes me feel better. I don't get as bad cravings. So anyway, this is why we need to have fat in our pre-workout meal. Now, we don't want to have loads of fat, okay? We don't want to have a huge, huge amount of fat because we don't want to slow down the digestion of the food too much, right? Um, we want to slow it down enough so that it causes us to, to have that kind of good, slow release of energy. So this is why I say kind of like um, small to moderate amounts of fat before we train. Um, so that could be anywhere between like 10 to 20 grams, I would say. Maybe less than that if you feel like you don't need quite as much. You could probably get away with maybe like five, six. I personally have um, about 15 to 20 grams of fat. Um, sometimes a little bit less than that depends on again but typically what i train off is i train off peanut butter okay so one i absolutely love peanut butter tastes incredible especially in oats like tastes amazing um but again when you get a good quality peanut butter like the one that i have which is 100 percent nuts um it's a really good fat source okay all you need to do when it comes to peanut butter is look on the back if it's not at least 95 percent peanuts you don't want to get that Okay, because there's a lot of peanut butters that have got like 70%, 80%, like the Skippies or whatever like that. Don't get them, they're crap. Okay, you want to get ones that are of a high percentage of peanuts. So the one that I have, 100% peanuts, which is actually really good. It's a natural one. It looks like it's a little bit cheap and, and crap, but it's not. So I have that. It doesn't taste amazing and it's got a lot of oil, like the oil separated at the top. And that's exactly what your peanut butter should look like. It should look like that. There should be a separation in terms of the oil um, at the top. That is what natural, good quality peanut butter looks like. So anyway, that's what I have. I have about 20 grams of that, 20 to 25 grams. Um, and that's enough for me. And then I have that obviously with my gluten-free oats. I have a little bit of skim milk in there. There's nothing wrong with cow's milk. It's actually probably better than almond milk a lot of the time because there's less ingredients in it. Almond milk is pumped full of shit. Um, and then I have whey protein as well. So I'll have 30 grams of gold standard whey, which is for me always been my, my preferred protein brand. Uh, Optimal Nutrition is a bit more expensive, but it's of a very good quality. It's been around for years and it digests again really well with me. I don't have any digestible problems at all um, with Optimal Nutrition and Gold Standard Way, literally. Um, and I'll have that uh, two scoops per day. Um, so that's what I have. And I have about 90 minutes before. And as I say, the reason why that fat source is great is my release of energy throughout that session or my training is really good. And that fat source is slowly... Uh, digesting or helping the, the slower rate of digestion um, and it's not causing as much of a spike of blood sugar when I'm consuming and breaking down those carbohydrates into glucose into the bloodstream uh, which is extremely important in terms of performance right um, so that's essentially why we need those macronutrients and how to do that now other fat sources that you could have um, you could have just normal nuts so a lot of our clients will have like a handful of almonds or like a handful of, of cashew nuts I love macadamia nuts. They get a lot in Dubai. They, they taste incredible. 
you could literally have some dark chocolate. Um, so like dark chocolate, berries and, uh, you know, yogurt. Again, that'd be, that'd be a, a good pre-workout meal. That tends to be what a lot of our clients will have before they go to bed. But again, you could have that as a pre-workout meal, be no issue at all. Essentially, if you're training fasting in the morning, that kind of is a pre-workout meal anyway. Um, but that'd be a good protein source. You, know, you can have some cheese. If you like cheese, put some cheese in your wraps at work, like actual like proper fat cheese, like cheddar, um, not any of like the, you could get the reduced fat cheddar, but there's no harm in having the full cheddar cheese, uh, some feta, um, halloumi, like all that kind of stuff would be fine as well. So these are really good fat sources, even just some olive oil um, in whatever you're cooking with before you eat. Again, that's a really, really good quality fat source as well um, that I've been having quite a lot of. And of course you've got eggs, of course, which again, are gonna provide you with a lot of fat. You don't need to take the yolk out. To, to get that quality fat. So these are really good options to have and you don't need to have loads of them. You don't need to have a massive amount of fat before you train if you're gonna have a high carbohydrate and a high protein meal. But I think a little bit of fat, personally, I think works really well um, and it just helps me have a better energy uh, source throughout my training session. So guys, that's pretty much what I'd recommend in terms of pre-workout. Um, in terms of post-workout, I would pretty much say like that is fairly similar to what I just explained. I think your pre and post workout nutrition doesn't really need to change that much, if I'm honest. Um, you maybe don't necessarily need to have a higher amount of fat. You might want to get that food to digest pretty quickly. Um, so you might just want to go like high protein, high carb. You definitely want to have carbs post workout. Um, in most cases, again, like if you're in more of a stricter fat loss phase and your calories aren't as high, I would definitely say that pre-workout carbohydrates are going to be more effective than post-workout carbohydrates, for sure. Um, but ideally, if we can get some carbs post-workout as well to replenish glycogen, um, you, you want to be doing that as well. I think pre- and post-workout carbohydrates is really the only times where I'd say you really need to have carbs. But then obviously, you know, from a restrictiveness perspective and a lifestyle perspective, there's absolutely no harm in having carbs throughout the day. Um, as well, that would be fine. But you want to get some carbs in post-workout, probably similar to the kind of grams that I mentioned um, pre-workout. So you want about one gram per kilo. I say a little bit less is fine. So personally, I have sweet potato as my post-workout meal. Um, I don't have probably as much as 80 grams of, of carbohydrates from that. I probably have about 50 because I have about 300 grams of sweet potato roughly. Um, and that tastes really good to me. Really, I mean, pre sweet potato is probably one of the best carb sources that you can eat. It's full of vitamins, um, it's full of micronutrients, and it's natural, it's, it's raw, it's a good quality source of, of carb. Like, you, you could definitely have that. Um, and then I'll have half an avocado, which you know, I really like. You know, a lot of people don't like avocados, and then I'll just have some chicken as well with that. Um, and that is my uh, post-workout meal, which again, tastes really good. So you can see my pre and post-workout nutrition is, 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 is of a very good quality because it really is, um, time of the day where you want to be ensuring you're eating good quality foods so you're training well and you're recovering well because that ultimately is going to be the biggest driver in terms of how like your physique and the progress you make in terms of how good you actually look because training intensity and performance is the biggest thing that i think differs with people in terms of the level of results they get if you can train really hard and recover really well you're going to look better than someone that doesn't train hard isn't got hasn't got great performance in the gym isn't lifting to failure and then, you know, isn't recovering well, okay? There is going to be a massive difference in that in terms of the level of results. So this is why your pre and post-workout nutrition is super important um, in terms of just what you eat and the kind of foods that you're consuming. And I would be pretty consistent with this as well. So I personally don't think you need to mix up your pre and post-workout. You know, you want your body to just get 
more or less used to eating similar foods for this because again like digestion is an important thing so if we start mixing up foods all the time um for your pre and post workout nutrition again that like you're potentially gonna have some sort of digestion problem which is going to lead to that session sucking essentially obviously you can switch in and out a little bit but i just think that around your workouts you shouldn't really need to have that much variety to be honest you know like around your breakfast and your lunches and stuff like that potentially in your dinner you're going to want to switch out a few things here and there um so anyway i'm not going to go into like the supplements side of things or the kind of like hydration side of things electrolytes or that kind of stuff because i mean that would be another episode which i will cover but that would just make this podcast a little bit too lengthy to be honest so Hopefully this has been useful, guys, and just kind of breaks down like how you should be approaching uh, these windows with your nutrition to ensure that you are properly fueled, um, ready to smash these sessions and just get the most out of them. And hopefully this gives a bit of an insight into obviously what I do as well at the moment and how I approach my training to make sure I'm performing optimally and feeling the best I can um, for my training sessions. So I hope you found this useful. Uh, if you have, please make sure that you... Uh, follow the podcast you subscribe to the podcast um, and like i said at the start of this podcast guys if you could uh head over to youtube i will stick a link in my description for this podcast and just subscribe to the channel i would absolutely much appreciate it so anyway guys have an awesome week and i'll catch you in the next podcast